Hey, so I am here on my trip, and I'm I'm waiting I'm waiting for um stuff to open up for breakfast because traveling means that you eat you eat out for basically usually for the duration of why you travel if you're traveling by yourself and you don't know somebody. I am gonna see Kie on the fifth. Um, hi Kie. Um, but <clears throat> until then, I'm on my own. First, uh, I got in, as I'm recording this, it's on the 29th here in Tokyo, and I got in on the 28th at about, I want to say like 2 o'clock, actually, I got in at 1.39, because I remember that's what the, um, the info screen in front of me said when we landed, but... One of the things I want to talk about on this first little um, thing, on this first little travel log thing, is the thing that nobody talks about when it comes to coming to Japan, which is they are they are ruthless when it comes to immigration. Like you gotta fill out a lot, a lot of paperwork. You get none of it back. It's it it it's for them and. <clears throat> It's mostly so they can keep track of, like, what you are, who who you are, where you're going, what you're doing, that kind of stuff. It's not, it's not meant to, like, it's not meant to be alienating. I'm sure that there's some variant of that that happens, I mean, I know there's some variant of that that happens in lots of countries, but, um, I'm sure there's some variant of it that happens in America that I don't see because I from America, and when I show up, they're like, oh, hey, you have a passport from here, so welcome back. Go home, you hobo. Um, but no, it's, in most countries, it's kind of, in most countries, it's pretty chill. <laughs> like, when I went to England, it was pretty, um, last year, it was, uh, in May, it was actually this year in May, Jesus. Um, it was pretty chill. It was, like, pretty, like, oh, hey, um, f- fill out this form and just, like, you're in. This was, fill out this form telling us where you're gonna be and, like, how long your day is and what your day is for. Um, and then it was, fill out this form again, basically declaring anything that you're bringing into the country, which I was bringing jack shit into the country, so I just, like, none. Um, but also they wanted where you were staying and that kind of shit again. And... And this is kind of unavoidable. When you enter... When you enter a country, you kind of... Before you're officially in the country, you're in this, like... I always think of it as, like, a people pit. Like, it's, it's ostensibly a line of people waiting to get back into whatever country you're in. This, this is notoriously insane. Actually, especially in America. Like, even the domestic... Even the international returns, when you're, like... When you're not even emigrating, when you're just going the fuck home, is excruciatingly long. It's wild. But the... The thing I thought was interesting was, like, they don't give you the good parts of the airport. <laughs> they just don't give you the good parts of the airport until you've, like... They, like, sure, they give you a bathroom, they give you a place to, like, 
hang out and, like, get yourself situated. But, which I didn't need, um, because my flight went disastrously in one way that I'll get to specifically in a minute. Um, but it was just, it was just, like, it was fascinating to me. Just, like, oh, whoa. Like, so, a thing that's, a thing that's true is when you're coming back from another country, oftentimes you get a, you have to, you, like, have to fill out a return, um, slip on the plane. Like, they give it to you when you board the plane, they're like, here's this thing, when you get back, give them this thing, and it's a little form. Um, you have to do it all the time for, to enter America. I saw people do it for Japan, too. But, oftentimes, like, if they're, if they know that there's other forms, like, they give the other people the other form. They just didn't give us that shit. Just didn't give it to us. Which was <laughs> wild. Because you're like, oh, I have to, shit, okay. <laughs> um, but, the way, so, my flight was supposed to be 14 hours. It ended up being 12, which was nice, because that might mean that it's only going to be 11. <laughs> Or ten coming going back, which would be really fucking cool. And I so I had a plan for um coming here because I'm so currently I'm in um Kabukicho in a hotel for one night. Because that's just like it was like a weird like I enter and then I get on Shinkansen today at one forty and then I take that Shinkansen to Kyoto, get off, get check in my hotel in Kyoto. I'm good until the and I'm good until the um first when I check out and go to Osaka, and then when I I'm on, I'm in Osaka from the first to the fifth, and then I'm with Kie, and then I'm in Akihabara. But the Long short of it is that it's like I had a weird, I had a weird stay. I had like a weird one night situation where I'm just in Kabukicho for like a night, which totally fucking worth it for the record. I'll get to that in a second. But the long short of it was like I packed a, I packed a, um, I packed basically a go bag. Like I packed like a single outfit and all my valuables into like one, like what they call personal item on American flights, which is essentially a, um, under, an, un, an underseat carry-on. And I thought I had it all, like, I had it all, like, Tetris in there. It was heavier than it needed to be. It was probably a little overpacked. But the thing I always forget about, and I always forget about it, is you have to have constant access to your passport. <laughs> And so your passport is kind of, like, loose, orbiting around you for the entire time you're in Newark Airport. <laughs> it just is. Because every, every five sec, like, every, like, five seconds to, to an hour, somebody's like, hey, passport. I'm like, ah, passport. So I got on the plane. I stuck my passport in my bag. My passport summarily slipped out of my, uh, my, uh, my like, underseat bag. Under the under my own seat, 
the guy behind me gave it to me. And also, this is this is insane. Because I, like, realized when we had two hours left to that flight, I'm like, where the fuck is my passport? I called him. So, this is a, this is a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> this is a real pet peeve of mine. If you are a an airline, let's say, and you're in the customer service business, you definitely know where people's shit goes when, like, it drops. You should know that. Like, that's the thing you probably know. You're like, oh, it either went forwards or went backward. Those are the options. And I dropped three things. I dropped my Apple Pencil, which was <laughs> so excruciating. I dropped my Bose Bluetooth headphones. I dropped my... My passport slipped out of my bag. Those three things all went under my seat, and which is, I'll get to my poor design and sauce there, which is means that they slid under my seat. And I couldn't get them. I actually dropped a fourth thing. I lost a, I lost a connection cable to um, for my um, my uh, Apple AirPods Maxes. But I, um, so, which was like 30 bucks, I'm not worried about it. I can pick up another one in, in Tokyo when I get back here. I'm not, I'm super not worried about it. It's very low on the list. Um, I kind of anticipated it vanishing once I plugged it up, like, oh, this is gonna be bad. Um, but, anyway, that all, like, like, you don't, you, you're like, oh, hey, it's probably under your seat. And then ask the person behind ask the person behind the person who's missing their passport the thing they need to get in and out of any country in the world. Like, hey, can you check on your seat for his passport? What does it look like, sir? Done. This flight attendant said to me, Good luck. I don't know what to tell you. That's not good. That's not cool. Uh-uh. Nope. Um, and it's just, like, it was really, it was really not great. Um, but, so, (laughs) when I, when we were done taxiing after landing, I straight up took my phone when the lights were on in the cabin, and I just, like, snapped a picture under my seat, lifted it up, like, there's all the shit I'm missing except for the wire. Don't care about the wire. It's 30 bucks, which is a lot for a wire, but, like, not in the grand scheme of things. I got my Apple Pencil. I got my headphones. I already had my passport because I asked the guy behind me. I'm like, hey, you see a little red book back there? He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, that's my passport, please. He's like, thank you. Um, Which was nice of him. Um, But, like, just the fact that you can drop things like that and it can expand out infinitely to the front of the aircraft, to the front of the cabin, or to the back of the cabin, should not be. That should be, like, steel to the floor. <laughs> like, if you drop something, it should not be able to go real far. <laughs> For a lot of reasons. Um, and I get that you have to, like, have, like, emergency airbags and, like, life jackets and stuff under there, but there's a way to do that without creating a gap that shit can just slip through. <laughs> like, big shit. My, um... My Bluetooth, my Bose Bluetooth headphones, which I bought, I bought, they end up coming on a plane because I'm listening to stuff as I'm getting on a plane, as I'm boarding, 
and I switch to big full cup AirPod Maxes when I'm on the plane. But until then, I'm just like normal Bluetooth earbuds thing. And it, like, they, they end up on a, they, they just kind of end up on the plane, like I said. But those are like, they're probably like at least a inch tall. So, like, that's like a substantial thing to just like slide behind you, under, to slide under your feet. You could just have steel to the ground, both of them, no give. And it would, it would just solve a lot of problems. It would just solve a lot of design problems. I know I'm a furniture guy now. I'm also just a designer. So I have thoughts. But, you know. Whatever. <laughs> um, but. On that note. Kabukicho for a night. Was. An incredible idea. It was. So. Um, Kabukicho is known for not being very. For being kind of the, like, red light district, red light entertainment district of Tokyo. But it also seems like I'm, like, right next to my hotel is, um, Toho, is Toho Theater. Um, it's just... <sighs> At this point, we've all seen pictures of Tokyo. We've all seen the classic pictures of all the bill of all the vertical billboards and... It looks cheesy to you. The reason why that picture is taken 9 billion times is because it doesn't look or feel cheesy in person. It feels uniquely overwhelming. So the best way I can kind of describe it is um, when I was playing Cyberpunk 2077 forever ago, um, I got in this scenario where all these quests were popping off in my, in like the notification system for that all the time. Like it was, it was relentless. It was just sensory overload via that game's notification system. It was wild. And I didn't stop it. I just didn't, like, I stopped that stuff specifically on my phone. Like on my phone, I'm very OCD about it. But in the game, I was like, no, just kind of, kind of fit with what this poor, what the fucking, the fucking guy's life probably is right now and always. And I left it that way. What I found interesting was there's so much to take in just of the, like, Kabukicho area, because there's... Every building has, like, at least five floors, and every, and there's a different business on different floors, there's basements, there's just a staggering amount of just stuff, and just the sheer density of just what's happening in front of you is, it's different than New York City, I'm, I'm used to New York City, and it's not that, like, it's not like this put me off kilter, like, I could, I'm still, I'm still a creature who's grown up in and around cities, <laughs> so, like, I know some basic things, like, if a guy tries to talk to you on the street, it's usually not for a good fucking reason, if a guy tries to, like, beckon you, mm-mm, 
Um, especially if that, especially if you're in another country and that guy is notably not from that country and speaks really good English, you could lose a kidney. Like, just straight up. Um, but, just the, like, unapologeticness of it was really, was, was and is really cool. Like, I, I look forward to coming back and, like, really being able to sink my teeth into Tokyo for, like, the, for the, like, I think total of 10 or 12 days I'm gonna be just in Tokyo. Um, but, because I'm, I'm here for, I'm here for, um, 19 days in total. But, yeah, so that was, that was my, that was my lovely, slightly panic-inducing flight, and my first night filled with, oh, that's definitely just the sex shop, oh, that's a whole bunch of sex shops, I just wandered into a pachinko parlor because I could. I... I made some decisions when I got here that are very reflective of me having seen Lost in Translation a bunch of times. <laughs> like, instead of taking the train to my hotel, mostly because I would just, like, 12-hour flight and <laughs> the endurance run of the people pit of getting into of getting into Japan was like, I don't want to deal with, I don't want to deal with the train system right now. I'll deal with the train system tomorrow when I have to. And, like, I can take my time. Um, so I just got a cab, which was, ended up being, like, a $70 cab ride, which, considering that, from what I saw, said that it was probably going to be a $90 cab ride, I, that's, that's, I'll take that, I'll take that every time, it was fine. Um, and, I just, like, I wandered, I wandered Kabukicho for, like, a night, and it was... It was awesome, and mostly, mostly I was wandering to keep myself awake until a decent hour, so I could wake up and be fully adjusted to the following day, which I so far am, which is great, which is fucking great. I'm sure that will go. I'm sure that will flip sideways while I'm on the while I'm on the fucking Jenkinson to Kyoto, but that's like a two hour stretch where I'm like sitting in one place, so it'll be fine. Um, but. It's just a lot, and it's a lot, and it's a lot in a good way. It's a lot in a good way that you didn't realize could be a good way, because yes, it's tons of people, yes, it's, like, endless throngs, and it, and that is even worse now, because I, because what I do, um, which is a seasonal, which is, like, a very seasonal-based, my profession is very seasonally-based, I don't get to go on vacation, I'm sure you've noticed, at the same time that everybody else goes on vacation. So I'm not, like, I'm not in Tokyo in the summer. I'm in Tokyo in the winter. But specifically, there's a point in the winter where, like, everybody is everywhere because it's a ho- because it's also a major holiday weekend for them. Like, it, New Year's here is, like, go see your family, go, like, go, like, be with your family, go be with your loved ones kind of thing. And that's definitely super happening. Like I, like I got, I got out of, so here's, here was the kind of process of a, like order of events here. I got out of immigration finally after 
filling out 900 postcards. Um, actually, only two, to be fair. Um, that no one told me I needed in advance, or else I would have had them filled out and <laughs> ready to go. Um, I got out of it. I got out of immigration, and I went to the information booth. I'm like, I need to get my Japan Rail Pass. Where do I do that? They told me. I went to the Japan Rail Path. I took Kie's advice. And I made a reservation for today that ended up being at 1.40 instead of 12.40 like I originally wanted, which is fine because that will get me there at like 3.40, which means that my hotel room will be ready and waiting, which will be really nice because I can just check into my hotel and then go, wa- go, go wander about again. Um, it, only in Kyoto this time. Haha. <laughs> um... And I just like that was that was just a lot. It was, it was just a lot because the and I've so I was I was standing online with a bunch of other Americans. Um, one one with two other Americans. One of which was this woman, and it was her. Fir- it was also her first time in Tokyo. And then there was a guy who was an engineer who was here who's here ostensibly on business but because the company he worked with is a Japanese company they hooked him the fuck up they made all of his train reservations all of his hotel reservations he's going to um Universal Tokyo for like a special thing um just like you get to stay overnight there which sounded rad um even if I'm not a theme park person I was very I was just like happy for the dude um but, like, I said to him, I'm like, yeah, this is the part they don't tell you about coming into this country. You know, everybody, like, the food's incredible. Like, I get train pilled, all this stuff. They don't talk about just the, the giant section of the airport that you explicitly cannot take pictures of. Which is what kind of motivated me, like, oh, this is what I'm talking about this time. Um, but, yeah, so... Um, Kabukicho is tons of fun. It's the thing. The thing I wish I knew was if you want to eat at one of the like at like an izakaya, especially around now, they're just full. They're just full. Like it, uh, just just know that and plan accordingly is what I would say. Um, everything smells fucking delicious. Um, but yeah, so just that that's my pro tip. Like if you're coming. If you're coming in December and you want to eat at like a traditional izakaya, and you're and you're going to be in like a not out of the way part of Tokyo, uh, part of Japan, just know that like it, everybody's home. By definition, everybody's home. It's like a it's like a Christmas scenario. Like everybody's home, everybody's eating out. It's a whole thing. Um, but on that note, this is where I'm gonna end it for my first. Um, Japan travel log for the podcast feed. I hope you like it, and remember, you will see these kind of whenever I feel like it. I'm not committing to any particular amount of them, but if you want to follow my exploits explicitly, you can do so over on my Instagram and my threads page, really anywhere. I'm also posting this stuff to, um, posting stuff to TikTok and all that stuff. Um, so go check that out. I'm not going to do a whole lot of complicated link work 
for these because I am, I am, I am technically, I'm technically just on vacation and I don't want to do that shit. So, um, yeah, check that stuff out. Um, I've posted a kind of montage video of me going from America to Japan, which, um, which super did not include the immigration part of that. Um, but yeah, so, um, just, just, just know that, just know all that stuff. On that note, um, I am going to get breakfast in like an hour, but I'm going to finish watching this, I'm going to continue to watch this movie called, um, Blue Something. Um, that I did not have subtitles. <laughs> but it's an anime movie, so I put it on to draw to. Um, but, yeah. I'm having a hell of a fucking time. Talk to you later.